Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week we talk to Matthew Miller, discuss the 2-1 loss to Sydney and ponder the man in the moon boot. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? <laughs> I'd forgotten about the man in the moon boot until you just mentioned it. That was good. That was great. That's perked me up a little bit now. That's good. You probably need it. Might um, make this song a bit uh, easy to guess what the walkout song's about. I haven't heard this song in so long. Remember, remember when this song was on the radio non-stop for like six months? No. Really? You, I didn't, don't, you didn't listen to radio? I don't listen to commercial radio. Back in, when it, whenever it came out, it was just on the radio constantly. What's this, Morrow? I don't listen to the radio either. It's not, it's, name, not rec- it's not a recent name. It's not a recent song. It's a few years old It's called now. Broken Leg. What was that joke in the bay? If, if it goes to court, then he's not going to have a leg to stand, stand on. on. That yeah. was a good one. <laughs> Very good one. Shout out to Tyson. <laughs> yeah, that was exciting, wasn't it? That got uh, the crowd pumped that's up. That's one word that, that, for it. That got the crowd more pumped up than us scoring. Your video. I, I don't think that's a joke. Your video, your Twitter video getting all of the metrics. Very metrics. I had... Um, I had two of the metrics. <laughs> I had... Uh, <laughs> Did you get? Bleacher Report. Uh, inboxed me and asked if they could use the video. They've got like six six million followers on Twitter. Whew. I don't know if they've posted it yet, but yeah, good. Still good, good metrics. metrics. But yeah, that was. I don't know. I don't know what happened. He was he was up the back of the bay in the same row that we were in, and you could tell he was a bit off. And um, he, <laughs> that's really an understatement spoken. of the year. Next, He'd uh, been next, spoken to by security already. I think so because he was carrying on a bit. And him and his missus, who ended up on the pitch as well. But I think it might have been you, Jimmy, that when you were standing behind me and you went, oh, he's about to get on the pitch. And then I looked and he's like halfway <laughs> yeah. through the gate and just like stumbling on the field. And then the Indian security guard just sort of went, oh, shit, there's someone on the field. Didn't really make too much of a, um effort to apparently, say to get across to him. Yeah, he went up to him and apparently said, I want to go on. And he said, no. And he goes, I'm going on. So the security guard went... All right. <laughs> just right. turned yeah, around. Cool. Call for backup. <laughs> cool. Cool. That's cool. I just love that. I'm going on the pitch. Okay, then go for it. Good way to good way to do your job. He's definitely sacked in the morning, 100%. That he's, was like the loudest chant of the whole game, wasn't it? Oh, like the sure. sacked in the morning, you're getting sacked in the morning to the security guard was like the loudest chant of the night. Oh, yeah. Just I, quietly, how about this whole security company? That was appalling. Oh, and gosh. what about the, the reinforcements that were sent from the tunnel? Even worse. The guy in the black. <laughs> they couldn't even handle him. And he, <laughs> he was on crutches. They couldn't handle him. But <laughs> well, that was the most entertaining part of it. As, as much it was, as it was the most entertaining part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the guy in the black actually had his thumb dislocated. <laughs> and, it, really? and he got a headbutt. Yeah. And, and he I think the, the other guy copped a headbutt and had a massive egg on his head. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, he's, he's usually his biggest function is to escort red carded players up the tunnel, so they don't usually break his thumb, I guess. Well, I mean. He lashed out with his fucking crutches. Like, yeah. it's just it's, insane. It started off kind of amusing when he was on the pitch and then standing in the gold mouth with the crutches in the air, and then it got to a point where it was like, all right, someone just crash tackle him now because he's just been a dick. And um, it 
yeah, it definitely escalated. And then I who, wish he'd done it when Kennedy was in goals. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. would have been much better. So how how, how good point. was it when he had like both his arms out with the crutches, <laughs> and it was almost as if it was like the Titanic scene, or like the the Are You Not Entertained from the Gladiator with his arms out? That was amazing. That was the best part. Clearly, of it, I reckon. He's a, clearly, he's a true fan though, because he was wearing the shorts and shirt of two other different codes, oh, wasn't for sure. he? <laughs> Obviously, oh, sure. a true Mariners fan there. Somewhere. But um, his partner ended up getting dragged down the steps. Um, like support, like picked up by the legs and then dragged along the ground. The blonde lady uh, on the steps, yeah, by yeah. security. Oh my God. It was tragic. And do you think she's the lady that's been defending how entertaining he was on Facebook? No, I think, I think that it's his mum. His mum. Yeah. Crikey. The apple doesn't fall far from yeah. the tree, apparently. <laughs> Always got his back, at least. <laughs> I, I. Do we think he was faking uh, injury? <laughs> no. No. It looked pretty legit to me, Aaron. Okay. Just checking it out. Although when he when he lined up the security guard when he like had his had his hand in I'll a throw the punches, yeah he was about to yeah. throw a punch I'm like oh yeah. my god this is going to kick off here yeah. he did look he like he had it well under control despite the six um, security Keystone coppers hanging around <laughs> how about how about Rowdy in the back of the bay he was Rowdy was going absolutely off his head if you don't know who we're talking about Rowdy is a uh, big Mariners fan he's who been on this up the back of the bay yeah if you've listened he's to the, the podcast Rodcast. you'll know the, the rowdy roddy rodcast when he um didn't let any of us get a word in <laughs> <laughs> shout out rowdy, but we love him to this. love you rowdy <laughs> but we love him it's hunting you down now <laughs> <laughs> he's just outside the building <laughs> uh no someone definitely should have just clocked him back and then got him off the pitch but yeah imagine if he uh, was you, you have to, you can't imagine if you didn't a have a broken leg with, you know, medical issues, settle down, mate. No, once you headbutt or about to throw a punch. What they should have done is sent out the stretch. out the window. Did you get bigger metrics than uh, Bolt News? Don't think so. Not quite. Pretty close. No, pretty close Not to quite. it. Not Maybe far. Though. In trivial things, it'd be up there with the palm tree. Hmm. What was, and the sword what was being true. tackled. What was yeah, true. better true. for atmosphere? Bolt or the crutch man? Crutch, crutch band, crutch band for 1, sure. One thousand percent. As soon as he went off, everybody in the bay was standing up. <laughs> there was yeah. a few chairs going. It's ridiculous. Everyone like actually uh. got involved, and we're like, okay, so we need someone to um, get on the pitch every week, every home game, to get the bay fired up. Thank you yeah. to yeah. anyone making that sacrifice. Obviously, we do not condone <laughs> anything he did. To everyone on the Yellow Army Facebook, we're not condoning it. It was just a bit of a laugh. The photo that we put up of him. And yeah, we're not we don't condone what he did because it's getting on the banter. pitch is just a one way ticket to what a five thousand dollar five thousand dollar fine and three year ban. Yep, not is it worth, only not three year? I thought it was life. And to do that when mm. we're losing the game didn't make sense. Well, he didn't help us tactically, did he? I mean, if he <laughs> no. maybe if he'd hit red, at least we had one another of those one on the pitch. We would have been better off. We had we had eleven and a half men on the pitch. He doesn't know the offside rule. <laughs> no, he was just standing in the just box. Standing, he thought he was playing. Standing, he was just standing in the goal waiting. <laughs> he was going to hit the anyway, ball. Hit the ball. He in must have crutch. been a left footer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, discussing our game. Um, obviously, we lost it two one. No, I'd rather. I'd rather talk about the crutch man. First half, we we didn't let Sydney play, did we? We were much more physical than them. Something I'm not really happy to see that we are playing that physical. It is what it is. Uh, if it gets results, good. If it doesn't, then it's pointless, yeah. I guess. Well, it's it's the, one, it's the one thing that we predicted all pre-season when you saw the way the squad was sort of coming together is that it wasn't going to be very pretty. And then 
that was pretty evident on the weekend and it, it was not pretty and working for the majority of probably the entire first half. And I mean, the one player that we have that is very slick on the ball is on the bench at the moment. And that's probably a whole other discussion which we might have had last week. I can't remember, but... Um, Matt Simon kept up my... I picture him as the only goals I can ever remember him scoring are him falling over inside the six-yard box it was and a somehow one. managing to put it in. It was a weird one. Well, he must have done that about 40 times. That is my <laughs> mental picture of Matt Simon. That's, and he's keeping that image up. Uh, you did keep that up. I wasn't sure if he was going for a header. Yeah. I don't think he was sure either. He just it's about a foot off the ground. It. It's like <laughs> a, something on it. a gazelle on roller skates. Mm. But, but, and, but it was still a decent finish. It's a giraffe on ice skates. Yeah. But without leaving the, the original um, uh, topic there, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I like... Like, we belted Ninkovic. I think that might have been someone else other than Simon. Then we belted van der Linden. And um, either of those two tackles could easily have been sanctioned more heavily. In my opinion. That would have been a red card in a different game on the weekend. Yeah, I think so. The Simon one, which seemed to go over the ball to me. And, and some even thought, I think, uh, that maybe the Melling one. Was it Ninkovic and Melling? But um, I wasn't so sure about that one. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Jury's out for me on that. I'd rather see a beautiful cross like the one that Matty Simon met to um, uh, finish. Yeah, what well, do we think of... Oh, sorry, Luke. No, go right, you go. I was just going to say, what do we think of... Um, the back three and the two wing backs, I think it has potential to work for us, especially with Miller, who's last been pretty good the last two weeks. That's what I was just about to say. I think it's it's clearly working on one side of the pitch, but it's not working on the other. It's Maybe. worked for the last couple of weeks with Miller. I think he's been the main positive out of the last couple of weeks. I think there's he's very he's no nonsense. It's almost you know what he's going to do, but it's a matter of if you can stop him or not. He's you know, he's I don't think he's one to be throwing out, you know, sort of like a million stepovers or back heels or anything sort of slick like that. But he's very direct, he's huge, and he's very quick. And it just seems to be working at the moment. But the other side, the side that Clisby is on, is a little more questionable, I think. Maybe that was our intention, though, because it uh, it just occurred to me during the game, watching how things seemed to pan out, pan out like we talked with Matty Miller uh, before we seem to be targeting Zullo. I don't know whether or not Mulvey thought that Miller could test him, but he sure did. And uh, so, once you've established that that was a struggle for Zullo, and it straight away was within a matter of seconds, he'd made the first of the crosses that should have been finished, if you ask me. Then twice. Then you want to go there, don't you? Um, so maybe it was part of the plan. Uh, yeah. Well, the he came away with one assist, and he could have easily had three. Yeah, you could if have other had people could finish. Yeah, the one Cl- after a second. Clisby being one of them, unfortunately. That was the first one, wasn't it? Uh, mm. Early on, 20 seconds into the game or something. Mm. Then the goal. But then later, he heads one back um, late in the game towards McGlinchey, who misses the target uh, in, from the six-yard box. Um, somebody puts a cross. Tommy, I think, might have made the cross. Um, far post, Miller heads back um, and McGlinchey misses. So, yeah, it could easily have been three assists. Yeah, that was well defended, though, I think, True. by Wilkinson. Oh, yeah, but it really should have been on target. That, that was a good setup. that. I really Absolutely. enjoyed that little setup play. It yeah, was good. Yeah. The, the biggest thing, though, that I thought about the weekend was the pressing. Like, they really found it difficult to handle our press at times. Like, Aggressive. Yeah, we just went at them hard, and I guess they thought they could get around us most of the time, but the truth was that I think they realised 
fairly quickly that wasn't going to work on the day for whatever reason. So I don't know whether the formation plays into making it easier for us to press harder for longer, but we pressed for long periods and um, and it was kind of successful. Yeah, well, I think extent. I'm I'm you know I'm enjoying the back three. I think it's probably important to note that we did that on the weekend without Cisse as well, which to me he doesn't make the team this weekend. Well, who do you Cause drop? I mean, because who do you drop from the weekend despite the result? The probably McGing. Even yeah. though McGing didn't do much wrong, I think Cisse still comes back in. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't know, it's going to be tough, McGing I reckon. gave away... I don't know, there was a few players, and I noted McGing did it quite a few times. He would just... I don't know, we've been doing it all season, so it's not obviously just a problem with him. He, he would... Um, I don't know, just not get his head up and just play into play the ball into areas where no one was running and there was no one already there, and they just would slide across and sweep it up and then play they have such a us. They have such a strong midfield, too, though. With O'Neill and Belante in there, it's it's it was going to be hard for McGinn because when was the last time McGinn yeah. played any decent minutes? Because he hasn't played all season, has he? Nothing yeah, I don't decent. know. Just, just didn't have his head screwed on, but that would obviously come with more game time. Yeah, so. interesting. But I thought you're right that there was really we defended really well uh, in the middle at the back. Um, yeah, it took a mistake really, and you know, brilliant piece of work to. Well, that's. That is, I guess, the positive from the weekend is parts of the performance, the first probably half an hour, 40 minutes. and It was Ryan Grant that got him back into it, not yeah. just with the penalty, but he yeah, would he was, was he was tracking from right back across to the left-hand side of the field to go make a hard tackle on one of our players. Yeah. He, he, is, he is very Matt Miller-like, is that he's, yeah. he's no nonsense. You know probably what he's going to do. It's a matter of whether you can stop him. He's very direct. He's going to run probably all day, and he's just a pain in the ass. And that's probably what Miller has been like in the last sort of couple of weeks, which is why I think he's very impressive. Really, I think he stood out in preseason for me as someone who I was pretty keen to see play more. So I'm glad he's in the made his way in, and hopefully he stays there. But I think the other positive besides bits of the performance is that we only conceded from a penalty. Which was, I, at first I thought it was dubious, but probably not now. No, his legs are well inside the box. I think box he's probably well. In, I think when he gets kicked, his foot is planted yeah. in the box. It's definitely milked to a degree from Grant. I'm just looking at the man that's probably going to object to whatever. Who always disagrees. No, here we go. No, 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 no. Late on us. Dead set pen. Oh, okay. Dead set oh, pen. That's unusual. Was it yeah. Josh this week? Yeah, dead set pen. But I didn't think it was a pen at first, and then I saw the replay. I'm like, you know yeah, what, Josh? You're not allowed to have problem. an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, if you go on the forum, you find out about that. So I'm just going to turn that your mic, Josh. The, the problem I have with that, though, is that the referee. I think that I'm, I'm just you know reading the referee's mind here. But the referee's new mindset, courtesy of VAR, is is it just a monkey if this, eating? If peanuts? this is close then I've got to blow it because I don't want to be found out by the VAR. Yeah. And, it, and if it's not inside the box, the VAR is going to turn it back. What are you burning me about? Well, I couldn't no, you said you're reading the referee's mind. Yeah. And there ain't much going on up there. It's a pretty bit of a misread probably. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so <coughs> I, I dislike that the referee will, will blow and, and there'll be no benefit of he has a any doubt because he's got a safeguard there. And I believe that forms a part of the decision-making. That's the reason why the video um, assistant referee is... Poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good description. Exactly. Well, I mean, 
and with the with with the goals that we conceded, we conceded a penalty and an absolute bomb that was a worthy winner. Yeah. Even though it was poorly defended in the midfield by Melling, <coughs> unfortunately, again, who I feel like I feel like we're riding him a lot every week on this podcast, but it's it's hard not to at the moment. Because when you've got a player like Hiadio sitting on the sidelines and then you have a Melling in the midfield who Gives away the ball an astronomical amount. Shit fouls. And he didn't give it away he, that many times. No, he was week. better Where this that, week, but, but he's coming he, from but a he, pretty low point. Give yeah. it away, give it away, and he, give it away. Yeah. He is the um he is the type of player that we're talking about and then overall that style that we don't like. He just is a kicker. That's what he is. <laughs> to he's be just fair. The, the run around in the midfield and hack everyone to, and See if you win the ball back. It worked good on Ninkovic. He was still feeling that uh, knee that Melling kicked late in the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Melling, when he just before uh, O'Neill, Melling tries to defend wide and maybe either shouldn't have gone there. Someone else should have been in that spot. And so, by the time the ball returns to where O'Neill is, then Melling finds himself at around about the level of the back four. And at that moment, mm. instead of taking two steps forward, which is what he needed to do. He took two steps backward. It ended up being Connor immediately Payne. Put, and then it ended up being Connor Payne. Who, who was nearly like on the opposite have. side of the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, Payne could see, obviously, that there was going to be a train wreck if he didn't start going that way. But I don't agree with anyone who suggests he was the person who should have defended it. Melling had to take three steps forward. And I don't think O'Neill would have taken the shot. I would think he would have mm. looked for the pass. I mean, I, I don't. I, this might sound a bit harsh, but I don't think Melling has much of a football brain. In those no, that's instances, what we've he, he can't read the ball. No, in those sorts of instances, that's where some of our other players. That's where you need a football brain because you say, "Well, if I don't step out, who's going to be there?" It might be true, but I still there's a, occasionally, and there was one example in this match, although it was deflected by a defender, where Melling tries to rip a um, miracle ball through to somebody in attack, and. He's made a couple and gone close yeah. to making a couple of others. We, just, we cheered a uh, completed pass by him early on, and it was a decent <laughs> pass. <laughs> it is kind of amusing, though, because so. when, he, when he first burst onto the scene, I'm trying to think who his first club was. Cause City. Because he's, he's had a few now. Was it City? And then he went to Or was City, it Adelaide? Adelaide. I think it was Adelaide was first, it? I, I think. <laughs> when, he, when he first come onto the, the scene. Is he in the five club, though? Oh, he's Not five. Yet. After us. When he's at Newcastle next year. Wellington. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, when he first come onto the scene, I thought he, he had that in him. I, I thought he was almost the perfect mix of a Hiadia and the mongrel type, but it hasn't worked out that way. He's gone way more towards the mongrel, and it's just too inconsistent to have in the midfield like that. Especially when you're up against such a good midfield in Sydney, you stand out even more. It's very frustrating. Mm. Where is Ross? Where art thou, Ross? He would what have, is going on with that? He would have finished that one, uh, that early... The Clisby one? Yep. Yeah, but yeah. he wouldn't have been left just, back sorry, to get there, would he? Why wouldn't he? He's, he would have had to run to get there back. first. He would have been on no, the wing. No, agree, but but he made... <laughs> I don't know, maybe our system would have thwarted him, but uh, I can remember two highlights from City where he was just waiting at the back post for that very ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, And I know a striker's instinct, so I think that he would be... Lurking in that area, do and I don't think he would have kicked it to the defender what who was in front of the keeper. What do we think's going on with that? Is he is he injured? Is he out well, of favour? Is it his attitude? What's what's going on? There is uh, there is a couple 
of, I mean, weird things floating around about Ross and Hiadie as well. I mean, mm. we've heard a few things, but we're not 100% sure. We're not, I guess, probably not, um, not first-hand, I guess. So it's probably um, not right to repeat them, I guess. For me, when you've got, I think, two of our three best players not playing and there's no explanation, then what's going yeah. on? Well, I mean, there is an explanation from the club, except for Tommy. I mean, the one from the club about Ross was, was it his knee? Did he, no, he got, I think... He, it was, he, he got, got kicked, kicked in the training. training. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's, his knee. Yeah, <clears throat> so that's what has come out from the club, whereas with the RDA, there hasn't been really much. And it, that didn't even come from the club, the knee thing, did it? It was from a reporter. Yeah, it was from... Uh, it was from an NBN person, I read it, it? I read it in the telly. You so read the telly? Yeah, who, no, I don't. Who I read a screenshot. That? Um, <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Uh, but the club said that Tommy had been promoted to be in the squad Smithies? this time, didn't yeah. they? So yeah, so there's that, that sort of essentially says there's nothing wrong with Tommy. He's just we don't agree favor. with it, but isn't it just selections? We yeah, it is. It is with Tommy. Yeah. If, yeah. if Melling's being, being picked over Tom... On playing ability Then that is ridiculous If Tom doesn't play all December I reckon he's gone In January Seems likely Which Is frustrating to me Since He was The only Well The only Like decent player From last season And I feel like he should be Getting more minutes But You're making a face Aaron What are you doing We don't want that we don't want him going in January because no, we, how no we, we don't. We no, of course not. Like unless you're talking about somebody you know, paying us a transfer fee for him, which no one's going to do because. But if he's here, his contract, this is it? this is what always happens. You can get happens. loaned to another club now. Don't forget. This is okay. this is what always happens though. Is that a, there's a player that's out of favour. They may have may have had a falling out in the dressing room or whatever, or a disagreement about styles or whatever. If he's not playing. He will find a way to squirm out of his contract. It happens all the time in this league. In all the, the time. Yes, all the that's time. True. They yes. go they go straight to the mutual PFA. termination. Yeah, they go straight to the PFA. But mutual termination does not work well because as far as I understand it, his his salary would remain in the cap and if we've spent the cap, then now we're left with no place no money to respend. Mm. True. <laughs> but then I mean, this is this is the whole thing. Does he does he sit here on the bench for the rest of the season if he doesn't play or if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't conform to what Mulvey wants, does he just bite his tongue and do that? Or if he doesn't, he's not going to play for the rest of the season. And he at 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 his age, he's, he's not old old, but at his age, he's still thirty. You could argue he's still very much in his Don't prime. Waste time. He wants to be playing football. Yeah, mm. and he's come here from a high level from a decently high level why would you want to come here to the a-league and not play mm, yeah no, I so i if if he wants out in january i think he will find a way to get out which is disappointing very disappointing to think about mm. oh if there's a graceful way for it to happen and uh we can still recover from it uh, player wise then well let's let's say that the the rumor about melbourne city about the three players that they're apparently not wanting anymore, like a Luke Bratton. Fonoroli, Bratton and Caceres. I would take Luke Bratton... Coming to us? I don't necessarily like Luke Bratton that much, but maybe cause just because he plays for another team. But if, if he was our player, I would be relatively happy. Because Ross went well with uh, one of them last year. A couple of them, really. Yes. O'Neill Bratton in the midfield is a lot better than O'Neill Melling. Yes, at the moment, yes. But that's if Tom's not here, correct? Yeah. 
I think that it all comes down to Tom, I think. If Tom goes, then Bratton would be a good signing for us. And when Mulvey was up in Brisbane, he had Bratton, didn't he? So there's that relationship there that I, I just had an epiphany mm. of. I think you might be right. So there's, I think there, there might be a few little movements in January, I'm thinking. But, I mean, we need... I mean, we're trying to be positive this week because we don't want to get yelled at again. But um, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, the reality is is that we're none from six. Uh, this weekend is probably our best chance to break that. It, so- it sounds weird to say so early in the season, but the, the next, the, what what are our next three games? It's Wanderers, Wellington, Newcastle, which are teams that are right above us. Yeah, we need to win at least what two of them. Yeah, to and get we'll, back into it. We were probably pretty lucky on the weekend that the Knicks got stitched up with the VAR and the red card. In that, if because they would have probably went on to win that game, we would have oh, been. Yeah. I think we would. They deserve to win that game. Yeah, I think we would have been four points off the closest team already, which I think might have probably been the Wanderers. Uh, three, they're on five points. Yeah. So yeah, but if they had a one, they would have jumped up seven. Yeah. So that that Wanderers. No, oh, sorry, Wellington. Knicks, yeah. yeah, Wanderers are also on five. Yeah. So that would have all looked pretty dire. So um, if Wanderers, if Wanderers beat us on Friday, we're six points behind in last. Yeah, see that's that's, that's well, depressing. It depends to think on the about. Jets because the Jets are on five points as well. Yeah, so if they win as well, yeah, oh God, yeah. So who that's would, that's why playing? Friday is a huge game. Friday is a huge opportunity, and I mean, I I hate the sort of cliche thing about you need to. Um, you need to kickstart your season, but that's literally what we need to do this weekend. We need to sort of draw a line in the sand, stick with this back three thing that appears to be working. Um, and, I mean, if if Ross is injured, hopefully he's back this weekend. And to be honest, I would like to see a two-up top. Jets got Brisbane. Thing. Yeah. So I would like to see a, some sort of a two-up top sort of thing happening on Friday night as well. We need to go for it. We threat. Yeah, we need to do we what need we did on the weekend and be super aggressive and just not concede the silly penalty, which it was. It was a very clumsy tackle and not concede a bomb, which, you know, 90% of the time those bombs would go straight into the palm trees, but we just simply gave him way too much space, which I think on yeah. a review, I think certain certain players will get smashed he had, about. He had four touches to set himself. Yeah, no three, him down. and then the hit. Or yeah. three touches to set yeah. himself up, and then fourth touch was the hit. So, yeah. so I mean, can't happen again. Again, the result is shitty, but the performance was slightly better. So that's where we need to take advantage of the Wanderers on Friday because they're they're. I mean, when you watch us and you watch the Wanderers. Surely we're a better side than them, surely. Well, well, I think we're just about to talk about the rest of the round's games, but Wanderers were absolutely smacked by Victory. They were trash. They are in different... The the quality between Victory and Wanderers is in a different galaxy. Yeah, we can start with that one. Victory form, uh, Wanderers nil. Victory were... Victory were... Honda Satiria. Fantastic. That just summed it up, really. The highlight of the season. Toivon and... Honda did that to Soterio, and Victory did that to Western Sydney. Mm. I mean, we saw Soterio play against our youth side last week, whenever it was, mm. the week before, and he was rubbish. And then the next week he's up against Honda. That's some weird selections from Babel. It's just strange. And I, I mean, they 
they he wasn't I don't think he was lying early in the season when he said that they were the worst definitely the worst team in the league because I mean that's going to really motivate your players. I'm sort of worried that they're going to bounce back this week though. This is what always happens. Yeah. Whenever we need to win, we get done it's by arguably the other worst bloody the team pitch, in the league. The pitch might help us a bit. Like we're used to playing at home on a crappy pitch, so this yeah. pitch down there. Hopefully, there's no plastic on it still. Maybe we should train on the COE all week to get used to a shitty pitch. <laughs> well, we could just train at the stadium because the pitch in there, I'd have to say, is pretty ordinary at the moment. Wanderers, some of the Wanderers fans I know are hating on Tarek Elrich at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all and over Twitter. I felt he was a bit hard done by with the pen, with, the, with the, well, and the and the yellow card before that, because mm. he got pushed down. And um, Toivonen was like pushing him down And then sort of got dragged down at the same time Yeah, I agree He got a yellow for that And then the pen Yeah I think we should talk more about Toivonen He's trying to head it I mean, signing Elridge for the Wanderers <laughs> Is probably good. the equivalent of us signing McGlinchey. Well, it's a, it's a Gombau signing Yeah, but he's there and then left Yeah Gone to Adelaide and then come back It's just yeah. But he did recycling. do alright as a central defender at Adelaide like, did he not? I'm, yeah, he's I'm not horrible. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. so the theory that he can't play in the central defence, I don't know about that. I just felt like he hasn't been able to cut it yet. I there. mean, no. I don't think anyone would have looked good against Victory on the weekend no. because they were just running. Hon- Honda and Toivon are just so many levels above A-League quality. That's Ridiculous. crazy. And Toivon and the, the Antonis goal. What about the touch for the, the last goal? That's what I was about yeah. to say. The Toivon and touch for Antonis's goal was the first bit of like world-class play I've seen in the A-League in a long time. That was... Yeah, they were just Toivonen. so good. Them. A number nine, a proper number Toivening nine. Toivoning with them. That. <laughs> Toivoning with them. That, that's a mute. <laughs> I'm super triggered by good that. Good night. <laughs> that is a dad joke right there. Can't hear you, Josh. Um, My opinion doesn't matter anyway. I was egging him on. Everybody's muted. Um, Don't worry, it's the wrong podcast. No, they they were just they just absolutely tranced the Wanderers. I think, I mean, but it is kind of amusing though because whenever victory, they're obviously the champions. They've started well this season again. You don't hear too many people praising Kevin Musket, and as soon as they go bad. They all want they Musket all out him, and yeah. they all jump all over him. And I think it's it's weird. I think I don't – I mean, it pains me to say it because he was an absolute prick when he played, but I think I don't think he gets probably the credit he deserves for being successful for so long. But he's got the players, yeah. though. He and does. The money. He's got the players. He does. And the money. Yep. They're looking pretty good. If Toivon and Honda just stay fit for the whole season, I can't see anybody beating them. If they play at that level every week, no one's going to beat them. We don't play them again until the 2nd of February. Thank glad, God. Glad about that. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at the fixtures. Um, another one was City 3, Jets nil. Shout out to Lockie for scoring his first A-League goal. Well yep, done. Massively. Riffin here at Soccer Fives last year. And um, now we're getting a goal in the A-League. And it was, it was perfect that it was against the Jets too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. The um, secret Intel insider. Um, would you like to have him here instead? Of course I would. Yeah, <laughs> he was worth. Yeah. He was worth a contract yeah, for sure. A well, proper contract. Yeah, not, well, a, not even a question, really. All we had to do was offer him another year. I just have to pose the question, Morris. I know. Job. Central Coast youth, though. Instead, yes. instead, I know. Got Central Perfect Coast. marketing opportunity. Central Coast dinosaurs. <laughs> oh man, sorry. <laughs> That's rough. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. I mean, plotty. Well, Bratton's goal was a cracker. Yes. It was a big night, though, for Lockie, wasn't it? Because th- this was the whole Fawn Rolly gate 
thing, him being left out, him sitting in the stands, him and Warren Joyce having this thing, which I think, reading between the lines, I haven't read too much about it because I don't really care about Melbourne City, to be honest, but I, I think it's more think a case Melbourne of do. him... No, I think it's more a case of him... 95% of Melbourne not, don't. ...not really putting in at training or... I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he probably thinks he's above doing uh, what he's asked of him. Especially so when he, when the, the game on the weekend, he's scoring goals every week. Exactly. So, so <laughs> it, was, it was a big night for Lockie to start up top in place of that. And he did well. I thought he did well. The goal he scored, he made the perfectly timed run. His first touch was not good, but it ended up sort of helping him in the end that he could just sort of lightly, One touch. Light, lightly dink it over the keeper. So That was a FIFA goal. That it was, was a FIFA goal. Nice little FIFA goal. Good to see um, the scummers getting thrashed. Yeah, I was going to say the Jets. Yeah, it was good to see, good to see wasn't it? Uh, what, should we talk about them or should we just... Scummers? Not? Nah, it's no. Them. no. Go away. Wellington won, VAR won. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how the how, var somebody again. somebody reset the var clock for absolute stitch ups because we were going all right for like two weeks. Put we, that put that counter back to zero days. Put without it back VAR to sickle. zero. We how long did we? Well, I can't even think of the last massive bad decision with var. It was probably two three weeks ago, I think maybe. But this was this was a howler, and it cost Wellington three points. Definitely. The VAR's not meant to be used like that. They literally came out and said the VAR's not meant they to be used next like day. that. And then they upheld the ban. Yeah, then they upheld the red doing? card. Like, make up your mind. What are you doing, Tim? It's shit. Anyway, Adelaide 2, Brisbane 1. What a match. It, it, nothing much happened until like the 85th minute. And not then it just was seen. Yeah. Not eventful. Out of control. Um, Ross Aloisi is a dickhead. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> um, I mean, Again. I... Everybody keeps on saying that McGree... Was it McGree? Mork. I've just had a... Mork. 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 I get them confused all the time. Mork should have got a straight red. Probably should have. But I reckon you can make the same argument for Craig Goodwin. Yeah. They both, they they both, both gone in. They both did the exact same action. Just Mork just... Got knocked know. out. Yeah, he got knocked out by Goodwin's ass by the looks of it. Yep. And then it wasn't a good look... Um, I think it might have been the slam into the ground. Yeah, that did it. bit of both. And Regan as well. We can't forget that one as well. Regan. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Regan face face gauge gouging was it? Yeah. What's the word gouging? Face ga- I don't know what he was going for. That's he was going for yeah. and then ripping on. Was it Brenton Speed on Twitter? Oh, he came out and said on Twitter it was the worst apology ever. He's like, oh, I'm sorry for what I did, but if it happened again, I'd do it again. He said he reckons he got attacked from behind, which is the. Dumbest excuse was, ever. There was the footage of it and there's no one there. There's video of it. It's clearly not from behind, so I don't know what the hell he's on about. It's it was just strange. It was it was good um good scenes in the end. Um made for a bit of excitement. And no. uh it was Aloisi saying to Kurz, um, don't wave your hands at me, you effing <laughs> idiot which was picked up by Fox Mike, the Fox Mark, so thanks and then Fox down for the that. tunnel as well. And then what was it when Get Mark, back in the changing room. Yeah, yeah the security guard <laughs> <laughs> Mork got sent off and kicked uh, something in the in the tunnel and Kurt didn't even know why he was sent off. Yeah, he was like, "What's going on?" Because he got knocked out. Yeah. And then Elsie trying to pick him up was pretty stupid. When but credit to we got to give credit to Isaias because yeah. he actually spotted it and said, "No, nah, calm down. He's been he's knocked yeah. out." I mean, to be fair to Elsie, I genuinely don't think he realised he was out. If he knew he was out, he wouldn't have done that. But it still it still wasn't, wasn't a, a good, good look, look when he picked up a sort of. Limpless body and yeah. just dropped him on the ground. But then once he realised, um, I think they all pulled their heads together slightly. Yeah, Mora's getting ready to go, so we have to 
speed it up just a bit. You can just get rid of me. Yeah. Well, we don't. We don't need him anyway. Just blank me off, Bye. mate. His opinion doesn't matter. Um, with the buses to West Sydney, um, it is a buy one get one free at the moment. And if you mention this podcast, you get a free packet of Twisties. Just ask Dan. Is for that for it. real? What a deal! Uh, yeah, Tyson told me to say it about Dan. So, so Dan's got to organise Twisties. Stitch up. Yeah. <laughs> can his, I collect those any time? Like if I mention the podcast now, can I collect the Twisties? Only if you book the bus. Oh, okay. You have to book the bus. <laughs> How disappointing! It's one of the Twisties. Um, last week, we didn't have the most um, uplifting show, shall I say, um, but we did advertise it as quite a depressing one. So if you don't like a depressing pod, uh, all you have to do is simply not listen to it and then you don't need to put up with how depressing it is. But we're less depressed Pretty this much. week. Yes. Um, also, this isn't uh, Football Nation Radio for those out there who get <laughs> confused and can't comprehend things like that. Who was that idiot on that show last week? Hey. Comprehension is a hard thing, mate. Yes, Assumptions jo- make an ass out of you and me. Josh went on another show and uh, played the straight bat, didn't you, mate? I was, yeah, I was way more um, cliche than I am on this podcast because, <laughs> well, it's it's a, twi- it's, what is it, Australia's only 24-7 football radio. It's yeah. live radio. I can't go on and say, oh, we're shit. I don't, I, I hate it. I hate this team, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I was guilty of probably saying some cliche stuff, but what else am I supposed to say? Seriously. Yeah. Anyway. Trying to promote the team. Sorry sorry for trying to promote the club and someone who actually wants to talk about us rather than being just us on this podcast. Also, we're open to fans coming on and having a chat. Um, we've tried doing it before and it seems that uh, whenever we try to do it, people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And then they don't. They just like hiding behind the keyboard. Was it last season where we literally asked for a, a phone in and exactly we zero had, people called? No, we had a few people message us. Uh, we had some computer issues, but yeah, no one really bothered. But don't be af- don't be afraid though, because any of you is qualified to um, come on here and speak. Yeah, we're literally yeah. just fans. We're not exactly. any. We're, we're not. Just we're not any special than anybody else. We're just fans. I think if people shit. listen to this every week, they realise we're not anything special. Oh, Luke, you've <laughs> just popped my bubble. Well, if we're talking about anything special, then there's two you know, definitions to it, if you want to think like that. <laughs> right. Here's Matt Miller. We'll be back after that. Right, we're joined by Team of the Week player, Matt Miller. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. That's good. Uh, tough one to start with. Do you scrunch or fold? Me, I'm a big advocate for folding. Oh, yes. good man. Oh, like any organised person should be. You were emerging as my favourite, not now. <laughs> <laughs> and second one, do you keep your sauce in the cupboard or in the fridge? Uh, Mrs. wants it in the cupboard, but I like it in the fridge. Oh, double. Two for two. You're on fire, mate. That's minus two for me. <laughs> is it Master Foods? That's the more important question. It says keep yeah, refrigerated be after foods. opening. Is it so foods? it literally says it on the bottle. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, on to football, footballing matters. Uh, what do you think has changed in the last couple of weeks that um, has allowed you to make your way into the team? Um, I guess just the opportunity. Um, pretty much which came from just playing well and, and uh, training well, sorry, and... Um, yeah, it sort of just went from there and, and just sort of took my chance, I guess. Was there anything sort of 
in the first couple of the weeks of the, of the season that maybe were the reasons why you weren't in the squad? I mean, obviously you would have come straight from the NPL season, so I assume you would have been pretty match fit. Was it just a case of waiting for your opportunity? Yeah, like I was speaking to someone today about the um, the depth of our squad, and, and it's really just a case of um, a lot of people fighting for, for positions, and, and um, for me it was just a case of waiting for the opportunity and, and hoping that... Um, you know, it came early on in the season and not too late. So, yeah, it was more of a case of just, you know, we have a good squad and, and good depth and just sort of waiting till my opportunity came. So despite uh, the result on the weekend, it was probably a better performance than what a few of the previous weeks were. Has um, Mike Mulvey changed anything significant in regards to the tactics? Um, yeah, I think we were a lot more aggressive and, and sort of back ourselves. I think the first couple of weeks we... We tended to drop off a lot and, and sort of give a little bit too much respect to the other teams. And um, particularly in the last couple of weeks against quality opposition, we've we've gone in with a, a game plan of pressing him because, um, you know, players can play um, with, with a bit of time and space. But the minute you start pressing him, I think it's, um, you know, a lot of teams struggle to play against. And I, I think that's been a massive thing for, for the last couple of weeks, which has just um, been aggressive and, and confident and, and not really given too much respect to the um, opposition. Do you think that's what happened maybe in the Perth game really late on? Obviously, probably just about in the last 10 seconds or so, we maybe gave them a bit too much respect and probably sat off them? Yeah, I think so. Like, and that's the things that we're working on now. We're just sort of fine-tuning that last little bit of the performance and hopefully it'll get results because we, we put in probably a 94-minute performance and, and just that last minute sort of dropped off and, and sort of gave them a bit, a bit of time and space and... And good teams will punish you there. So, and what what about the actual formation? It looks a bit like we've changed the formation slightly, and and uh, maybe playing with a back three has is something that that Mike has changed in the last few weeks. That's um, helped your game. Yeah, definitely. I think we um, part of the reason we first went to the back three is to sort of match um, Perth because we knew if we if we went one on one around the ground, I think with our um, confident aggressive approach, I think we we thought we could definitely. Um, match it with them and, and I think that has that has worked and, and it's definitely um, we've got the personnel for it we've got you know Chris and me getting up with good engines on the on the, on the wings and, and a good stable back three that are, that are quite mobile so I think it's it's really we've got the personnel and it, and it works well and it's just a matter of um, when it's appropriate to use so if, you know that's on Mike as well so if you know if we match up well with, the, with three at the back or four at the back I think we'll change it as, as the weeks come so something that's been missing recently for us, I think, is probably good service into the box. You could have had a few more assists on the weekend. Um, is playing that role that you have in the last couple of weeks always been sort of your most comfortable on the pitch? Yeah, definitely. I think quality delivery in the box. I mean, we've got look at the players we've got in the box. We've got Matty Simon, who I don't think he lost a header against Sydney on the on the weekend. So. Um, yeah, delivery. If we can just get a lot more delivery to him, and and even McCormack when he gets back in, him his finishing in the box is yeah world class. So I think definitely delivery is important, and um, yeah, the, the playing as a sort of wing back gives me a lot more freedom to go forward, which is what I like as well. Like not um, pigeonholed as a right back where you got a you got a bit more freedom as a wing back where you can get forward and and sort of make runs from deep and not really be tracked. And that's yeah, definitely I'm really enjoying that position at the moment. So, have you managed to pick out Michael Zulo from your pocket yet? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Mate, he Be was honest. deep in there. Well, that was a he fair comment, Jimmy. 
Did it feel like that on the pitch? It did look like there was times, especially when we uh, brought something over to you aerially, where um, you are a little bit out-muscling um, Zulo there? Yeah, it definitely helps when, when you've got a couple foot on him <laughs> in the air. That's so. <laughs> a small guy. I, I felt for him a little yeah. <laughs> um, Can you tell us how you uh, were able to impress the coaching staff to gain a contract in the first place? How did it all come about when you were uh, uh, trying to be signed? It was it was quite tough to be honest. There was I think there was around sixty people that sort of trialed at the end of last year before they went on break. Um, I don't know. I must have done something right. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe ten of us to come back in the, the start of the new season and sort of just um, yeah. It was, I don't know. Lucky enough to be one of the, the couple that ended up getting the contract. So I think uh, I think there was a picture of you with a bunch of kids at the stadium and I think a few of us did some research and went, oh, who's that? And I think that was quite sort of early on. So, I mean, you must have been up here trialling for maybe, what, a month or two, if not more? Yeah, it was a good period. I think, like you said, I think it was about a month I stayed in um, with a couple of the boys on trial up here. And, um, yeah, it was sort of... um, It was tough going because there was a lot of people and it was hard to sort of stand out but I guess um, it helps with a bit of athleticism and a sort of big body build you can sort of stand out which I think helps in the trials as well. Speaking of athleticism are you glad that another trialist didn't make it? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Cryptic but good. (laughs) No comment? Alright. Did you go up against him in 100 metres or not? Yeah, I I really thought I had him in in even over ten meters. I thought, you know, he doesn't start the hundred quick. He's always he's always sort of making it back up. But yeah, the, I think that's against world class sprinters. He's not good from the start, but he's still very quick from the start. <laughs> <laughs> so you came up from Melbourne and you played for South for uh, was a couple of years. Uh, South are obviously a club with a pretty rich history and a a club that really want to come into the league. So what is the standard of like the NPL Victoria and South uh, especially? And do you reckon they'd be able to compete if they came into the A-League? I mean, South is... I was lucky enough to play probably arguably one of the best set-up clubs outside of the A-League. Like, we we used the facilities. We trained um, at the stadium every day and we had access to the gyms and the pools and they still had a really good setup and um and from what I've spoken to about other boys, I think Melbourne's quite a competitive league. One of the probably up there with one of the best NPL leagues, so we'll, it's quite a high standard. And um, yeah, they've got. I think they've got everything. They've got fans, got the facilities, got everything set up to go. So I think they could really uh, make the transition into the A League. There's obviously been a lot of talk around recently, and I think uh, now they're down to the, sort of the final four teams as well. Did you ever think that? Oh, I might just stay here and bide my time, but until we get into the A-League, or was it always sort of your hope that you would probably get another trial somewhere? Yeah, I think I was always always hoping I always would put off holidays at the end of um, NPL seasons, um, much to the annoyance of my missus. So we never travelled or anything, just in case the call came, because usually at the end of the NPL season, it's the pre-season for the A-League, so I usually put off holidays and all that, just um so I could be available in case the phone um, did ring. So I think it was always a case of um, hoping for an opportunity to come back in into the A-League. While you were down it there in the NPL, it's always a story when the FFA Cup comes around that these guys have to train two or three times a week and they play on the weekends and they also have to work. Did you have to work as well to make ends meet? 
Yeah, I was lucky enough to be uh, at uni, <laughs> so it's pretty easy to ask. Um, maybe had a couple, one or two classes a week, and then um, yeah, suffer on, on the weekdays. But I, I think a lot of the boys, um, particularly hard for the the tradies that can work the ten hour days, um, and then yeah, then come to training and, and have to get home at ten o'clock at night. So they do it tough, but um, I think they just love love soccer, so they enjoy it. What were you studying at uni? Uh, osteopathy. Okay, so is that something you want to get into after your footballing career? Yeah, definitely. Even um, even going to try and do it during uh, during playing soccer, but we'll see how that goes. So at least now you're not trying to look for a hobby or anything. You're not bored. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so just looking ahead to uh, we got the Wanderers on Friday night. So the last two weeks we've been pretty close to to getting that elusive win and only been beaten by that odd goal, the the last second goal again from Perth and O'Neill's cracker at the weekend. Are the team still pretty confident that we can uh, get that monkey off our back and get the three points this week? Yeah, I think even this weekend's a, a perfect opportunity. I mean, um, Wanderers are coming off the back of a of a. Uh, I should say a beating from Melbourne um, Victory. So I think it's perfect timing to really hit them when they're down. And, and we've been playing really good football, so I think everything's set for us to um, yeah get that monkey off our back. Okay, we've got a couple of fans' questions here. We put out the, the call and they have responded. This is from Spax. Now, he's actually asked not to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, <laughs> do you play um, Football Manager, the game? Um, no. Do you play <laughs> FIFA? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, apparently you're an absolute beast in Football Manager 19. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, you got 13 goals and 12 appearances somehow. So. <laughs> well, that's that's not bad. <laughs> mm. um, Andy Jennings says, um, "How come you haven't been playing before now?" Uh, that's a tough question. No, might have to direct that one to Mike. <laughs> Hang on, we'll just call Mike Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call Mike well, ask him. <laughs> we saw you in pre-season, um, and I. I think fair to say that everyone in this room were, was impressed with you. Is that right, guys? Yeah. Well, I particularly said that I liked the shape of his balls, didn't I? When I saw him, um, <laughs> when I saw him sending sending them in from the right wing uh, at Plume Park that night, then uh, and there was more of the same on uh, Saturday. So yeah. yeah, I think when you see a footballer with size and strength, it's always a good thing for a footballer to win a ball against a, a I guess a opponent that's not as big. Didn't you score from 25 yards out? At uh, Plume, against that dodgy keeper. Am I remembering oh, that yeah. right? Yeah. That one rolled, rolled through his legs, but yeah. <laughs> still counts. Counts as yeah. much as any other. Yeah. Uh, and what team? Uh, this is from Robbie McKenna. What uh, team and teams do you support? Uh, big Liverpool fan. Oh, uh, I won't hold that against you. No, that's right. <laughs> no, no one should. No. <laughs> He'll never walk alone. But exactly. Uh, uh, well, thank you for joining us this week. We really appreciate it, and all the best on Friday night against West Sydney. I'm sure we'll get the three points. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, boys. Best Thanks of luck, mate. mate. See ya. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right, upcoming uh, West Sydney CCM. As we've said, uh, this is a must-win. So it's yeah, it's mm. the seventh game of a twenty-seven game season, and we're already saying a must-win, which is a bit disappointing. But it's a must-win. It's probably the best chance we have of breaking the duck, getting the win. Um, anyone going? Or well, hopefully, there's a few people that are going going down. 
Um, not fun to stand on that scaffold and being no. about 30 million miles away from the pitch, but we will it's be an, there. It's we an away day. I will put my life in danger to watch us <laughs> throw it all away. Don't um, jump on the scaffold because I feel like it'll like fall down if we do. I do you know on sorry on sports bet we're paying four dollars thirty three. Jesus Christ! Crikey. What are they? Wonder is a dollar seventy two. After being beat four 0 last week, yes. we're still four thirty three, and they're a dollar seventy two. Wow. Yes. Christ. I um, might go, but I'm a little bit concerned that if I do go, I won't be able to see the game because the bay is so far away and I'm so yeah, old. You'll need your four eyes for sure. You'll need, you need like three pairs of glasses, mate. I'm going to go us. I'm going to go us. Scrappy one nil. Yes, if that happens, I'm coming. Are you? You're saying we're going to keep a clean sheet? That is. Have you seen that? That, is a, that is a hot take. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a sneaky two under us. Yeah, I'll go with that too. I'm going we win and the positivity has just got oozing out of us. <laughs> All aboard the positivity train if we win. <laughs> Top four. Um, <laughs> S- Sydney or Wellington? Uh, Sydney. Draw. Sydney. Sydney. I think Wellington were pretty good last week, so if they play like that, I'm like, they yeah, might snag a draw. Yeah, but that was at home though. Yeah, they're, they are a home team. Um, nah, I, I, it's it would be good for us for Sydney to win because Wellington are above us, so we don't want them to get any points. But I'll sit on the fence and say draw. Draw. Uh, victory, Adelaide. Game of the round by far. Probably the two best teams in the league at the moment, do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Adelaide are pretty edge close. Yeah. Victory on this one, I think. Just. I said, Only just. I said before that victory, if they play like they did last week, won't be beaten. So I think Adelaide will be a pretty worthy opponent, but I think victory will sneak it. Purely because they've got Haller and a striker and he's not... Technically a striker. And I think that'll make the slight difference. Yeah, it's the mm. goal scoring yeah. that's the problem, whereas victory you seem to have goals from anywhere. Yeah, victoire so. at home. Perth City. Well, it's in Perth, so obviously, and the travel is with it, so that's 10pm Saturday our time, 7pm Perth time. The travelling is always a bit of a pain. But I'll say Perth on this one. I think, yeah, I think Perth will win. Yeah, yeah. Perth. And the Scum versus Brisbane. Oh, you can't say that. You're not a real fan, mate. <laughs> don't call it scum. Yeah, don't call him that. But he's scum as uh, well. Briz, Brisbane, because as if we would pick the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, no, and don't. they're not in very good form. They got pummeled last week, which was good to see. And I like Brisbane more than Newcastle, so <laughs> Brisbane to win. <laughs> Draw. Draw? Okay. Um, potentially Hutch next week. Uh, we saw him on the weekend, um, and yeah, we'll sort of, sort of uh, teed up an interview for next week. So if you got any questions for him, let us know. We'll try and ask him. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate the listens, and we'll be back next week. Everybody's opinion counts. That's what I'm going to leave this one on. Thank you. And Luke says goodbye too. Love you, bye. Bye.